2019, a full two years before Traditionis Custodis, and in the same year that he participated in the enthronement ceremony of the Pacamama demon in the Vatican Gardens, Paca Papa Francis spoke a lot about schisms. A couple examples of this come from the same day in September of 2019, where he spoke of the possibility of schism. And it's a good demonstration of the difference between mostly reasonable reporting and what American Magazine does, because I'm going to show you the same story from two perspectives. Headline from America Magazine. Pope Francis on plane. I am not afraid of schisms. I pray they do not happen. That's one way to put it. And America Magazine, being a Jesuit rag, always puts a positive spin on everything he says or does. Here's the money quote from that piece. Quote, I am not afraid of schisms. I pray they do not happen, Pope Francis said at a press conference on his plane, returning to Rome from Madagascar on Tuesday, September 10th. He was responding to the question of whether he feared a schism in the United States Church, given that some in that church, including a small number of both clergy and lay leaders, have been publicly and consistently critical of him in secular and Catholic media outlets. He also characterized many groups in the contemporary church as having a quote-unquote rigid morality, end quote. Reuters on that same day gave a what I would call more honest assessment, which I present here. Quote, Pope Francis said on Tuesday he prayed that dissent from American Catholic non-innovators, using a lay secular political term that uh, usually raises a few eyebrows on YouTube, would not lead to a schism in the church and that he was willing to listen to critics and make corrections if necessary. But in frank comments to reporters aboard the plane returning to Rome from a trip to Africa, he said he was not afraid of a schism. Some of his critics had allowed political ideology to infiltrate religious doctrine, he said. End quote. I think you get the point. Catholic prophecy has warned us for a long time that a schism was approaching. There's more talk now than ever before of an impending schism in the church. I doubt it'll be along these national lines like Francis is hoping it is, because it seems he's hoping for it. But I do think that traditionally minded Catholics across the non-modernist spectrum will find themselves one way or another, on the outside of what the world recognizes as the Catholic Church. And I phrase it that way because for a long time now I've spoken about the emergence of the ape of the Church. For those who are not familiar with it, Fulton Sheen has perhaps the most famous quote about the ape of the Church out of all of the figures in Church history who have spoken about this. In his famous Signs of the Times sermon, Archbishop Sheen said, quote, He, meaning the devil, will set up a counter-church which will be the ape of the Church because he, the devil, is the ape of God. It will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, but in reverse, and emptied of its divine content. It will be a mystical body of the Antichrist that will, in all externals, resemble the mystical body of Christ. In desperate need for God, whom he nevertheless refuses to adore, modern man in his loneliness and frustration will hunger more and more for membership in a community that will give him enlargement of purpose, but at the cost of losing himself in some vague collectivity. End quote. Look, I know a lot of people don't like Fulton Sheen, and he had some strange roles to play in the aftermath of the Council, and even before the Council, that made it possible for the errors we see today to be so readily accepted by the laity. That's just an undisputable fact. But Sheen had a sharp mind and a keen ability to observe things that were headed towards calamity in the Church, even if he had been caught up in those tides of change and innovation himself, though there are, of course, signs that he, towards the end, rejected it all as well. But that's a topic for another time. Now, along the lines of schism, we see the, its inevitability, or so the great saints tell us, as well as a lot of contemporary mystics. I'm going to focus mostly on contemporary mystics here. The times leading to schism will be one characterized by sin and division. Marie Martel, famous for the apparitions of Tilly, is said to have had visions of the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
and her warnings were of our times as they typically seem to have been. In July 1896, Marie Martel had a vision of the Virgin. Like this, according to Marie Martel, it went like this. She says, In the month of July 1896, on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, for the first time I heard the voice of the Blessed Virgin, who said to me, Penance, my child, penitence. The Blessed Virgin tells me, My child, do you want to be happy in this life or the other? Right away I said, Oh, my good mother, I want to go with you right now, if you want to. The Blessed Virgin tells me, My child, you will have much to suffer here if you are faithful to the mission that you have to fulfill. I promise you will be happy in the other life. And the last word of the Blessed Virgin was this, My dear children, I beg you to pray well and to do penance. It is through prayer and penance that you will appease the vengeance of heaven. End quote. What is this vengeance of heaven? In the years following these apparitions, the world would experience war after war, unspeakable evils, including the acceptance of what I call around here Moloch worship and services, as well as the unprecedented rise in acceptance of impurity, and especially in our times, of the James Martin sins especially, and numerous other evils. But along those lines came the collapse of the faith, the embracing of modernism in the church, which will eventually lead to this. According to Marie Martel, quote, the first day I heard the voice of the Blessed Virgin, who told me, Penance! I asked her for the strength to suffer with love. The Blessed Virgin also told me, My children pray because great evils will strike you. The war will soon be declared on all sides against the church. A schism is being made. Pray, pray, my children. You will all be about to be tested. The good ones will pay for the culprits. I will protect many, especially those who have always trusted me. End quote. Marie Martel was certainly not the only mystic of the Church to warn of impending schism, which had been in the works since well before the Second Vatican Council. In more recent times, Bruno Cornaciola of the Our Lady of Revelation apparition in Rome had been given numerous messages that he mostly kept hidden until his own passing. He wrote about something that sounds like the three days of darkness, but it comes with a chilling warning not to get caught up in focusing on the material side of the three days of darkness, but on the spiritual side as well. Our Lady told Bruno, quote, The sun will be darkened, the stars will fall, but do not understand this only to be the material part of your thinking. There is the interpretive part of it, a spiritual one, and it will be the sons of the proud and the stars of the arrogant that they will fall. End quote. In the Apocalypse of St. John, or the Book of Revelation, for those using the Protestant naming convention for the Bible, the fall of the stars usually is understood to signify the fall of the bishops and cardinals into evil and depravity. Again, more recent mystics have warned of this, with the most poignant being those messages given to a priest by the name of Otto Vio Michelini, who received messages from our Lord, describing what can only be a schism, and the force behind it being the evils of worldliness and the values of the world that have subsumed the church. From his diaries, we get this example, quote, The men of today do not know that they are already in the center of a gigantic conflict as objects and victims. All men are involved and included in this tremendous collision between light and darkness, between eternal life and death, between good and evil, between truth and error, between salvation and condemnation. End quote. How does this happen? How does all men and women in the world get involved in this, find themselves in this struggle? The institutions of the church, what the world recognizes as the Catholic Church, the ape of the church, embraces the values of the world. Returning to Bruno again, who had a vision of the Pope denying the truths of the faith. Sound familiar? What I dreamed I wished never comes true. It's too painful, and I hope the Lord will not allow the Pope to deny any truth of the faith and put himself in place of God. How much pain I felt during the night. 
I could not move, for the pain I felt in looking at the church reduced to a pile of ruins. End quote. He had that vision in 1988, two years after Assisi, back in the days when Francis was nothing more than Archbishop Bergoglio, a little love bishop from Argentina. But the seeds were already planted long before even that. Modernism is essentially the union of the world to the church, the subsuming of the truths of the faith to the values of the world, a preaching of a worldly gospel and a message to turn the church into something that she is not. An instrument for the beast, the Leviathan, to borrow the terminology from Thomas Hobbes, who foresaw all of this in a weird sort of way. But the messages of impending schism predate all of that by many centuries. St. Anthony the Abbot warned of this in the 3rd and 4th century, when he said, quote, Men will surrender to the spirit of the age. They will say that if they had lived in our day, faith would be simple and easy. But in their day, they will say, things are complex. The church must be brought up to date and made meaningful to the day's problems. When the church and the world are one, then those days are at hand. How often do we hear that? I reported recently on Francis saying fundamentally the same thing that St. Anthony the Abbot was warning us about. And what characterizes this? Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich tells us, does this sound familiar to you? Quote, they built a large, singular, extravagant church which was to embrace all creeds with equal access and privilege, evangelicals, Catholics, and all denominations, a true communion of the unholy, with one shepherd and one flock, end quote. In other words, universalism, a lack of rigidly adhering to the rule of the faith, to the creed of the faith, rejecting or redefining extra ecclesium nullis salis until it becomes meaningless, and claiming that the Church of Christ subsists in the Catholic Church, and that by implication, that because of that, Christ can subsist elsewhere as well. That is one of the most pernicious errors of our time, and it goes back at least to the 1940s. But this error has bred contempt for anyone and everyone who holds to the faith of the saints. And that is one important characteristic of the ape of the church itself. Bruno reminds us of this in his message from Our Lady of Revelation, when she said, quote, False prophets who seek by all means to dirty the souls, changing the doctrine of Jesus and satanic doctrines. They will take away the sacrifice of the cross that is repeated on all the altars all over the world. End quote. Pretty serious stuff, but most importantly, that sounds like a description of what is going on in the church today, right now. But the people we're talking about will not be triumphant. The modernists will be defeated. Blessed Elizabeth Canori Mora foresaw this when she said, quote, God will use the powers of darkness to exterminate these sectarian, iniquitous, and criminal men who plot to eradicate the Catholic Church, our Holy Mother, by tearing her up by her deepest roots and casting her on the ground. And what are these powers of darkness? Recall the warnings associated with Fatima of, well, this, according to the 19th century mystic Helen Walraff, who said, quote, Someday a pope will flee Rome in the company of only four cardinals, and they will come to Cologne. It is expected that the Pope in question will have an unpleasant end in Cologne, and while that happens, the red flag of the Bear of the East will fly over St. Peter's, an empire thought defeated, but in reality has been engaging in the most massive deception in modern history. So goes the Church, so goes the world. I don't think it is a coincidence that once the institutions of the Church even allowed room for the values of the world, the world went completely dark, beginning in earnest in the 1960s, though to be sure that process began long before the 1960s. But in that decade, it really took off, spiraling out of control. And in the church, things got weirder and weirder. Until we find ourselves today in a situation where modernism appears to be triumphant in the church. But remember, it's only an appearance. When the fruits of the modernists are harvested by the world, God will defeat the modernists and their secular enablers. And in so doing, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart will be realized. But until then, let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. And please pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.